There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Well, it's Monday again, our first day of the week. We hope and pray that everyone had a good Lord's Day yesterday. We are still up in western New York. We've enjoyed the snow and the cold. Uh, they said it was over minus 10 degrees in some parts of the town here, and so we're trying to warm up, thaw ourselves out a little bit. Uh, Lord willing, we'll be here. Some of you that listen regularly, we're going to be here through Wednesday night. As of right now, we'll be preaching at 6 o'clock p.m. on Monday night and Tuesday night and Wednesday night, and then the church will have its regular prayer meeting after the 6 o'clock service at 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. If you're looking for a meeting to attend, if you like the Lord wants you to come, we're in Black Creek Baptist Church, Black Creek, New York. You say, how do you find the church? Go to Black Creek, New York. You can't help but find the church. There's a post office, a fire station, a few houses, and the church. And so you'd be welcome to come. Just pray for us. Pray that God will have his way in these services. Uh, tonight, we're recording this on Sunday, and tonight we'll be in Wellsville, New York, at the Anchor Baptist Church at 6 p.m., and so we're looking forward to that service with the folks over at Anchor Baptist, and look for what the Lord will do. I'm going to begin in Psalm 7 today. We finished Psalm 6 last week, and we'll begin in Psalm 7 again today, and I want to look at the Word of God, and it's, the Bible says here in Psalm 7, Shigion of David, which he sang unto the Lord concerning the words of Cush the Benjamite, O Lord my God, in thee do I put my trust. Save me from all them that persecute me, and deliver me, lest he tear my soul like a lion, rending it in pieces, while there is none to deliver. O Lord my God, if I have done this, if there be iniquity in my hands, if I have rewarded evil unto him that was at peace with me, yea, I have delivered him that without cause is mine enemy. Let the enemy persecute my soul, and take it. Yea, let him tread down my life upon the earth, and lay mine honor in the dust. Selah. Arise, O Lord, in thine anger. Lift up thyself because of the rage of mine enemies, and await for me the judgment that thou hast commanded. So shall the congregation of the people compass thee about. For their sakes, therefore, return thou on high. The Lord shall judge the people. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to mine integrity that is in me. O let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end. But establish the just, for the righteous God trieth the hearts and reigns. My defense is of God, which saveth the upright in heart. God judges the righteous, and God is angry with the wicked every day. If he turn not, he will wet his sword, he hath bent his bow, and made it ready. He hath also prepared for him the instruments of death. He ordaineth his arrows against the persecutors. Behold, he travaileth with iniquity, and hath conceived mischief, and brought forth falsehood. He made a pit, and digged it and is fallen into the ditch which he made. His mischief shall return upon his own head, and his violent dealing shall come down upon his own pate. I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness, and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. 
And so we see this song of David. And David here is speaking, of course, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, O Lord, my God, in thee do I put my trust. Now, I realize in the literal, David is putting his trust in the Lord. This is he in whom he hath believed. This is he in whom he has his confidence because he has believed the word of God. And so he says, save me from all them that persecute me and deliver me. Again, I realize David in his life had many that rose up against him. It started with Saul and it became Saul's family. And uh, we go on through the scriptures and we see, of course, a descendant of Saul, Shimei, cursed David even upon the hills. But then we see David's own sons have turned against him. We see Absalom turn against him. Uh, we see Bathsheba's grandfather in Ahithophel turn against King David. We see Adonijah turn against King David. Those that persecute him, those trying to overthrow the throne, uh, those who would do him wrong and do him harm. And yet David is trusting the Lord for his deliverance. David is trusting God to remove him from that situation. And he says, lest he tear my soul like a lion, rending it in pieces while there is none to deliver. Might I say, I know we've talked about this in times past, but in the Lord Jesus Christ, we saw the great God of heaven rend his soul like a lion. We saw God run upon him. We saw God take him by the neck and shake him and break him to pieces. The pastor this afternoon in the, in the afternoon service preached about how God wrung out every drop of blood out of the body of Jesus Christ, God's blood that was shed for us, and how we thank him and how we praise him, how we bless his holy name. And so we see his soul is torn like a lion. Might I say those of us that walk with God, those of us that endure persecution because of faith, because we believe God, he said, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And those of us that have suffered persecution, we know that the wicked would run upon us. We know that the wicked would tear at us. If it were possible, there are those that would have killed us. And if we were in a nation where they permitted that by law or kind of turned a blind eye to those things. And by the way, we may not be far there from in America. We might not be far from that place where they turn a blind eye to slaying the saints of God. But the Lord is the one that's going to deliver. Oh Lord, my God, if I have done this, if there be iniquity in my hands, if I have rewarded evil unto him, there was a peace with me. Yea, I have delivered him that without cause is mine enemy. And then in verse five, he says, let the enemy persecute my soul and take it. Yea, let him tread down my life upon the earth and lay mine honor in the dust, Selah. So it is with Jesus Christ. His own familiar friend has risen up against him, Judas Iscariot. We see David prophesying that later on, I believe in Psalm 47. And we see that others have risen up against Jesus Christ. He came to his own, his own received him not. And so because he came to his own, they rose against him. And we've been talking all day this Sunday about the sufferings of Jesus Christ. And as they tore the hair from off of his face and put the crown of thorns on his head and put the, the whip upon his back and clothed him in that robe and, and gave him that scepter and mocked his name and cursed his name and blasphemed his holy name and then led him out to Calvary, that place of the skull, Golgotha. And it was there on Calvary that he suffered and bled and died for us. Oh, bless his name. I'm glad he laid down his life for his friends. And I'm glad, thank God, I'm a friend of Jesus Christ that he laid down his life for me. He says, oh, rise, O Lord, in thine anger. Lift up thyself because of the rage of mine enemies and awake for me to the judgment that thou hast commanded. Again, we saw 
Several weeks ago, we saw the anger of the Lord. We see later in this passage, God is angry with the wicked every day. They'll not escape the judgment of God. And he tells us, by the way, as the saints of God, to be angry and sin not. Anger is okay if you can be angry about things that are unrighteous and ungodly and unholy and unjust. But it must be that you and I that are angry must not sin. We must not take action that causes us to sin. We must not put a stumbling block before our brethren. We must not unduly rebuke those. We must not unduly physically assault those. We must retain our words within us that we don't blaspheme God or blaspheme holiness or rend families or divide families or divide spouses, turn children against parents. So many factors to consider in. I know a lot of folks use that verse to explain their explosive anger or their loss of their temper, but might I say he said to be angry and sin not. If we're going to be angry, we need to be angry as God is sinning. Can I say this with all holiness and all humility of heart? That God, when he's angry, is as level-headed as any man has ever been. He's perfect in his anger. He's righteous in his anger. He's just in his anger. He is holy in his anger. God can be angry righteously. And so he said, in thine anger, O Lord, lift up thyself because of the rage of mine enemies. And by the way, we see in Psalm 18, the anger of the Lord was kindled when he saw the suffering of his son. When he saw what man had done to his son, God's anger was kindled against them. The heavens shook. The foundations were rattled. Might I say, in the midst of all of that, that earthquake came upon the face of the earth, and the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top unto the bottom. That way was made into the most holy place that you and I would have access to God through Jesus Christ. When God is angry, God moves. When God is angry, God stirs. He said, awake from me to judgment that thou hast commanded. Then he said, so shall the congregation of the people compass thee about. For their sakes, therefore, return thou on high. We've talked often of that word compass in the scriptures. We see God's arches have compassed men about. We see the sorrows of hell compassed Jesus Christ. The sorrows of death compassed Jesus Christ. We also see the bulls of Bashan compassed him about at Calvary. We see the dogs compassed him about at Calvary. We see that it's more than just encircle. It's more than just gather around. But there's a purpose behind it. There's a, a motive behind it. They're looking to do something more than just circle. There's an action that accompanies it. And so he says, for their sakes, therefore, return thou on high. The Lord shall judge the people. Then he said this, judge me, O Lord according to my righteousness, and according to mine integrity that is in me. Now, people would say, well, that's David there, David, a man after God's own heart. But we have seen a failure in David's integrity. We have seen a failure in David's righteousness. We have seen David sin. We've seen David return from sin. We've seen David, even last week, we looked at David's repentance in Psalm 51. He's speaking of Jesus Christ. If God is going to judge, he's going to judge a man according to his righteousness. Might he judge the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the righteous judge of all the earth? By his own integrity, he could have delivered himself at his own hand because he had that integrity with God. You and I don't have that integrity, but through Jesus Christ. We don't have our own righteousness outside of Jesus Christ, but what we do have is the righteousness of God in him. 
Oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just. For the righteous God trieth the hearts and reigns. Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 17, I, the Lord, search the hearts and try the reins. Why is God searching us inwardly? Because God's not concerned with the outward appearance. It's what Samuel told us long ago in the word of God. God is searching the hearts of men. God is concerned with the internal. And I realize that's a twofold verse. Man looks upon the outward appearance, but God looketh upon the heart. I judge outwardly. I cannot judge inwardly. I can mistake you for a bum because of the outward, and you might be a person of God inwardly. But on the the other hand, I could mistake you as someone that's righteous. I can make you mistake you as someone that's holy. I can mistake you because of your outward appearance and your outward demeanor and putting on the show, if you will, the hair of the dog. But God looked upon the heart. And so God is trying the reins. God is trying the heart. God is searching the heart. God is searching the reins. And might I say, when he searched his son and he inwardly searched, little translation, the kidneys of Jesus Christ, the soul of Jesus Christ. Christ, the heart of Jesus Christ, he found him not wanting. He found him holy, and he found him just, and he found him righteous. And might I say, if God would search me today, if I was Tim McVeigh standing on my own, God would find me wanting. He would find me wanting in righteousness. He would find me wanting in holiness. He would find me wanting in sanctification. But more than anything else, he would find me wanting when it comes to justification. I could not be just before God. But a God has searched my inward parts, and God has searched my soul this day, and searched my heart this day. And what God found was his son, Jesus Christ, the life in Christ, the life that Jesus Christ has given. And so God searches, God tries the hearts, God tries the reins. Then he says in verse 10, my defense is of God, which saveth the upright in heart. And might I say that word saved, there is not the salvation of the soul, but no, it's the deliverance of those upright. Who is upright in heart? It's his son, Jesus Christ. Who did God deliver from the cross and the and the and the, the folly of Israel slaying their own when he came to their own? It was God that delivered him. It was God that delivered his soul from hell. It was God that delivered his body from the grave. And so God has saved the just in Jesus Christ. And then he said, He saveth the up right in heart. Verse 11 says, God judgeth the righteous, and God is angry with the wicked every day. If he turn not, he will wet his sword. The pastor they spake of that being the word of God, Jesus Christ. He hath bent his bow and made it ready. He hath also prepared for him the instruments of death. He ordaineth his arrows against the persecutors. God himself will shoot the arrows at the persecutors, those that have persecuted the saints of God, those that have persecuted the person of Jesus Christ. Behold, he travaileth with iniquity and hath conceived mischief and brought forth falsehood. Why? So God is angry with the wicked every day. But what does God do? God has made a way to deliver the wicked in his iniquity. God has made a way to deliver the, the wicked while he's dead and trespasses and sins. God can show him mercy. He goes on and says of the wicked, he made a pit and digged it and has fallen into the ditch which he made. His mischief shall return upon his own head 
and his violent dealings shall come down upon his own pate. I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness, and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. God is angry with the wicked. God is going to judge the wicked. Talebearers, liars, thieves, covetous, adulterers, fornicators, murderers, envious. God is going to deal with them as wicked. But God is also, through the person of Jesus Christ, going to deliver those that are righteous in Christ. Therefore, the psalmist said, I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Let me make a quick announcement for those of you that listen each and every day. Towards the end of the week this week, I believe possibly Thursday, we have a special guest on the podcast, our first guest, and it's going to be our dear brother, Brother Ronnie Skolton from Black Creek, New York. He lives in Cuba, New York, and uh, the Lord put Brother Ronnie in my life several years ago when he was still lost, and God saved him, and God's changed him, and God's put his family in the house of God. And I've invited him to be a special guest on the podcast. So would you let folks know about that? If they won't hear Tim McVeigh, maybe they're not concerned about the podcast. It's almost an unshackled story, the story of our friend, Brother Ronnie Skolton. Would you let folks know about that podcast coming up Thursday? Until tomorrow, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Would you pray for this podcast? There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. And he longs to return to the Lord As he cries for forgiveness and mercy God is waiting You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption calleth not. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.